0: Welcome back to episode number 81 of The NP Dude. This is Jeff, The NP Dude, giving nurse practitioners a voice. That's all our voices, guys, so keep comments, questions, concerns, headaches, problems, contract issues, legislation, uh, any headaches. I don't care. It doesn't matter what those headaches are to you, what it is you don't understand. You need to let me know because... Chances are there's a crap ton of people out there that don't understand it too. So send me those ideas, send me those show topics, send me questions and concerns, jeff at npdude.com. You can always catch me on Facebook on the NPDude webpage. You can get me through a messenger there. You can email me through clicking the link there. It gives you an email right there. It automatically sends me an email. You can also catch me on my webpage, comment there as well, which is thenpdude.com. Npdude.com. Housekeeping got a couple people that have used the Amazon affiliate link. So I appreciate you guys for doing that. That's awesome. It didn't take very much to get a couple bucks. I got like three bucks in there. I mean, it's not a lot, but that's, you know, it's one tenth of what it's going to take. Well, more than that, but you know, it's a hundredth of what it'll take for web hosting, right? But a hundred people out there doing what you guys have been doing. Boom. We got it. We're right there. It's not, not much. And, and the things that people were buying wasn't very big. So, I appreciate you guys doing that. It's awesome. Keep doing it. Use the affiliate link. You can click on the banner below if you're on your smartphone, or if you uh, click the link to the right on the full page site, you can uh, do it there. Anything that you go and buy that day uh, will go to me. So, doesn't matter what it is. You can, you can buy a new TV. Fantastic. New computer. I don't care. If you get Kindle books and anything like that, any... Um, uh, technology doesn't matter. It all, it all give me uh, just a little slice of the pie, just a teeny bit. It's not a huge amount, but with uh, with a bunch of people doing it, maybe I'll get enough to pay for my hosting next year. So thanks again for doing that. Now, um, I did post the other day um, a link to a book that I'm I'm just kind of thumbing through right now. So every now and then you're going to see me post something on uh, just in between if I get time on something either that I bought, something that's just cool that I think, man, this would be really awesome or really helpful for me. And uh, if I own it, I'll give you like a review on it or something and just say, you know, if, if you're into this type of thing, check this out. And uh, it'll be a link through my affiliate link that you can go, you can buy that item. Or if you do any shopping after that, doesn't matter what it is, if you click on that link and then go to the search bar and, uh, you know, I posted for a book. If you went and you buy, um, I don't care, toilet paper, it doesn't matter. It, you, you'll, you'll give me a little slice of the pie. So thanks again for doing that. Um, what else we got going on? I'm at 988 on Facebook. I'm 12 away from that 1,000 mark. It's so close. I can just taste it. We're so close, guys. So keep sharing and spreading the show. The best way that you guys can support the show, is other than by the Amazon affiliate link, which doesn't cost you anything, is to share the show. Give me a rating on iTunes. Give me a rating on the Facebook page. Um, and just tell your friends. That's the best way that you can support the show. That's what I need. And then to just give me questions. What you guys have problems with? Those are, that's another great way. All right? So um, what do we want to talk about today? I got um, a comment that came through, and we haven't talked about this one in the past, and it's going to kind of dovetail into the book that I, I posted the other day, and I think that's probably why I was thinking about the book. And it'll make sense in a second. Um, comment came in, hey, what do you do to... Um, to deal with patients or family members of patients that are, you know, internet people that follow all these holistic ideas and concepts and, um, and, uh, home remedies and things like that, that are supposed to be miracles for all these different things. And the one that was specifically given to me was by Paul and he, and I've seen a couple other people ask about, you know, uh, remedies and things. Um, so that it's kind of a compilation of several people commenting, but Paul sent me one that was an apple cider vinegar one that was, you know, people using this to like cure everything in their life. And what are what are my thoughts on that? How do I handle patients with that? And uh, I am going to expand on the question a little bit and say what are some of the things that I do and some of the things that I grow in my yard and some of the herbals that I believe have some benefit. And so, to answer Paul's specific question, what do I what do I do about apple cider vinegar? I had one patient that was taking straight apple cider vinegar, and they were saying, "Man, my I have a sore throat all the time." And I'm like, "Yeah, it's because you're you're putting acid straight down your throat. Stop doing that. That's a, that's not not working. <laughs> do you feel better? No, I don't. Okay, well, let's stop that. So um, the apple cider that's the only instance I've really had with apple cider vinegar, but what what my philosophy is on holistic stuff is that i do believe there is something to be said about home remedies because a lot of the medicines that we've derived over time have come from home remedies i mean willow you know willow bark is is aspirin you know it's acetosilic acid so chewing on willow bark can make your headache go away i think there's something to that now the problem with any herbal is you don't necessarily know what the known quantity and, and control of quality and things like that. And so that's that's an issue for you. However, back in the day, they didn't take willow bark until they bled out <laughs> from, from anticoagulation, right? Or antiplatelet aggregation, technically. But but the, the point being is that people used it to, to achieve their therapeutic effect. And then you know, they knew, okay, don't take too much of that, it'll make it feel like crap, and so they just kind of learned that over time, you know, and so, but I do think there is something to be said about herbals. What I would tell a patient, and in my population, I don't get too much herbals. They, they say, I want a pill. They just do. They, they're not, they're not, um, they're not well-versed enough, they don't have enough access to resources to know it. Some of them do use a little bit of, like, I, I've had one person that had, um, they used some, like, uh, raspberry leaf tea or something like that. And I do that, too. And I'll talk about that, too. But but I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. But for the most part, my philosophy, if I did have a patient that came in with, a, with an herbal issue that's going to cure their cancer or I'm going to smoke weed so that I can, you know, fix my gastritis or something, whatever it is, um, my philosophy to that is, first off, I don't discount whatever they say. And I wouldn't because... I don't really know and guess what if you say that you are a hundred percent positive that that's not going to work you're lying (laughs) because you don't know either right but but my my philosophy of care is moderation of everything in life if you do everything moderately and in or low to moderate amounts and nothing's going to really hurt you unless you're doing arsenic or sucking on lead pipes or something you know something like that right So for the most part, if somebody wants to take a little apple cider vinegar, put it with some water, dilute it out, you know, a tablespoon in an 8-ounce glass, and chug the awful-tasting flavored water because they think it's going to help their gut health, I don't care. And I don't think it's going to hurt them. It's it's such a low amount. You know, it's basically thinking of the uh, acidity of apple juice at that point. So do I really care? No, not really. Do I think it's going to help them? I don't know. But if their brain thinks it's going to, the placebo effect may be very beneficial. And so if I encourage them to be, you know, um, health conscious, I think that is a better thought process than someone that would just say, you know, I'll take a pill and I don't care about my body. I'm just give me something to make this discomfort go away. So I encourage the the philosophy of self-care do I, you know, embrace that, you know, we should not use, um, you know, Omeprazole because you've got gastritis, and, you know, if it makes sense, let's stay doing it. If it doesn't make sense, you know, if you're doing apple cider vinegar and you've got gastritis, I'm going to say, stop, that just doesn't make sense. You're pouring acid when we're trying to prevent acid to let your stomach rest. It's an example, right? Now, there are a crap ton of herbals, and I've done some research over the last oh I don't know four or five years since I've been in healthcare and and, and even before that, honestly, that I've that I've been researching like if if, if I felt sick to my stomach and I just was too lazy to go to the to the store to pick up a medicine and I went in my backyard, what could I use for whatever ailment that I've got? And you'd be surprised at the amount of things in northeast Ohio that just grow in the roadside ditch. Now I'm not telling you to go rifle through a dirty ditch to get weeds, but you'd be surprised at the number of plants that can grow in your locale that can be beneficial to you and um some of them i've added to my yard and to my gardens and and areas like that and some of them uh i just don't want them to take over you know don't don't plant mint in your garden it's going to take over you can't be stupid about things but that doesn't mean that i don't have pots of mint around my house that that i i like to use to help flavor things so that you can make things more palatable so what are the main things I use? Um, the raspberry leaf tea I do all the time. Like if I'm feeling kind of yeah, just crappy and I don't want the caffeine like at night before bed, I'll, I'll go out and rip a bunch of leaves off my raspberry bushes and um, bring them in, wash them, put them in a, a, a bowl, nuke them in the microwave for about five minutes until they're just boiling hot and let them seep for, I don't know, ten minutes, strain the stuff off, put some... Put a little honey in there, and man, it's it's great. It's it's not it. it it's tastes like tea. It's amazing, and it's came from my yard where I know there's no poisons. So that's a good one that I use all the time. It, it kind of helps with respiratory stuff too. If you get kind of a respiratory problem, if you just want want to kind of knock it out, and you like that honey and the and the the warmth and everything kind of loosens things up. So I I do that one a lot. Um, I've got here's the the herbs that I have growing right now. I've got um. Spearmint, peppermint, in my greenhouse and pots. I've got rosemary, thyme, oregano, um, which I use mostly for culinary, but you know you can use it for other things too. I have sage, lavender, um, thyme, English thyme, uh, chamomile. What else do I got? Mm, I got a couple others. I'm not thinking of. And then just herbs that I eat, like you know chives and stuff like that, I just got them all over. They just take over. I just let them do their thing. Um, but the big one that I like the most that just grows all over the place is called plantain. And if, if you guys don't know what plantain is, Google plantain. It's not the bananas. It's because we're in Ohio. That doesn't grow here. But plantain is a real flat, rubbery kind of um, weed that grows in, in most people's yards if you don't use chem lawn and you can pick off the leaf, and if you get bit or stung by something, you take that right there, and um, you take a leaf, you rub it together, you break it up, you make it green all over your hands, and then you smear that all over the uh, the, the bug bite, the mosquito bite, the, the bee sting, whatever it is, and for the most part, it really helps. It takes a lot of pain away pretty quickly. Um, so I think there is something to the herbals. Now, one plant that I, I grow in my yards, in my beds and I use it for multiple reasons is called comfrey and some people out there may be like I've never heard of comfrey and I don't care what the hell's Jeff talking about comfrey for but here's a, a little anecdote about comfrey um, comfrey is an old Russian, English, Eastern European plant Okay, and the Russians kind of you know perfected the, the hybridization of it to the point where it's now sterile so it doesn't make seeds and stuff so it doesn't spread. It's a great plant. It looks almost kind of like, uh, kind of like a hosta. It grows like a hosta. But you take the leaf and you smash it up, and you and you grind it up, and you put it on your skin, and it'll help heal any tissue damage, and including bones. And so the old English name for it was called knit bone or bone knit. It depends on who you know which Googled reference you go to and look at. But I use this thing all the time. I, you know, I use it for bug bites, scrapes, scratches. If I've got something that's infected, you gotta clean it first and get rid of the infection because it heals the skin so fast that you can cause an abscess. So if you have an open wound, you don't put comfrey on it. So don't ever do that. It's a bad, bad idea. But um, I use this all the time. An joints and things like that. You make a poultice, you wrap it around your leg, you put some saran wrap to hold it in place. Put an ace wrap around that just to help stabilize it, and then you let it go. And it soaks into the skin, and it helps reduce inflammation. and It's it's just amazing stuff. So I had a when I was doing clinicals, I, I told the physician I was doing clinicals that the guy that I really like, right, the, the one guy. If you listen to all my shows, you'll know it's the same guy. And uh, one of the reasons I like him is like he he asked me, because What would you do for this this older gentleman that had osteoarthritis in his knees? He wasn't a surgical candidate uh, for other reasons. But he was just so uncomfortable and he, he just, it, wasn't, it wasn't wise to give him a narcotic. There was no reason to give him a narcotic because of the beers and other things. He was just a safety issue. And, and he's already cycled through everything that could possibly help his joint pain. And I, and I was like, well, you're going to laugh at me. And he, he started, you know, no, don't tell me what. He's like, I have nothing left I could do for this guy. Tell me what you think. And I said, there's creams and ointments that are pre-prepared that you can get on Amazon that are comfrey saps, free creams and ointments and stuff like that. And, you you know, if, if you're at the end of your rope and this guy's got, you know, disposable income to spend 40 or 50 bucks on some ointment creams, he might try it and see what works. He's like, let's tell him. Because he's like, I got nothing. So he, I went in with, with the doc, and he said, here, talk to this guy. Tell him. And I so, and I told him all about it. And I said, here's what you do, and this is how you use it. And, you know, here's the risk factors and all this other stuff. And um, it was probably a, two weeks later he came back in with his wife, and his wife brought the package for the, the ointment that he got. And she goes, Jeff, this is the only thing that worked. It's the only thing that worked. It was an herbal. And the doc was willing enough to say, you know what, let's try it and he said from now on i'm going to put i'm going to tell people about this and i, I grow the plant and i actually sell it on the internet <laughs> it's one of the plants that i sell and um so if you're interested in buying comfrey let me know i'll i'll uh i'll shoot you shoot me a p.m and i'll i'll uh, tell you how to get in touch with me for that my, my actually my 10 year old son's taking over the comfrey business so he's he's the one doing it but um let me know if you need it anyways from that point forward, this doc was just willing to be open minded to other alternative medicines to say, man, there, there there's nothing out there that worked for this guy, and that worked, and it's weird, right? And it's a plant that grows in the backyard. So I gave him a, one of the plants, and I saw him not too long ago, and he's like, yeah Jeff, that thing is like four feet tall. He's like, it's doing awesome. And I said, good, now you can cut it down and, and start using it. <laughs> and, you know, when you're getting sore knee, knees and stuff, right? And, um,. But it was just a cool experience, so my, my, my experience with, with herbals might be a little bit skewed because I do believe that there is something to them, and I use them personally um, in a limited sense. I'd like to use them more, and hence the reason I bought that book, um, but add it to the list of things I just don't have time to do right now, right? So it's easier for me to just buy something prepared and do it that way. But I do really believe that there's, there's options out there that aren't necessarily traditional medicine. But I, I tell my patients, and, and in the future I will tell my patients, I'm not going to discount a, a complementary therapy. However, let's be smart about it. And what I do know, if you trust me as a practitioner, I will help you make the right choice to use the right herbals, and say that one's safe, that one's not. This one's not appropriate at this time, and maybe that one is. But there's no one cure for anything, and thinking an herbal is a cure for something isn't necessarily going to um, do your patients the best best medical and, and healthcare possible. And I just, I th- but I think a holistic approach is like, fantastic. The other thing about the comfrey, just real quick, is that they they have done limited studies. Um, usually as to the potential toxicity and liver damage according to how they do the studies. So if you go and you look up any research on Comfrey, you're gonna get skewed information that is not necessarily accurate to the use of the entire plant. What they were testing was the oils from the roots, which are high in alkaloids, that can cause liver damage. And they gave mice huge, huge doses of this oil that caused them to have liver damage. Well, if I gave huge, huge doses of alcohol to the mouse, they would have liver damage too, right? So, or Tylenol. So, the the point being is that you can't always trust the resources that you get in research because you have to look at how they tested it, what they tested for, and whether that really is applicable. And I think that that traditional pharmacy, or or, or conventional, I should say, not not traditional because I I don't even want to say that, conventional medicine, is is the one behind studies to discount a lot of these these herbals and things? Not that there's a conspiracy, but it's in their best interest. So you have to look at who did the study. Was it you know, uh, you know Pfizer that did a study on you know uh, diclofenac versus you know Voltaren gel versus Comfrey cream? Uh, you know, and actually Comfrey cream won out. It actually had better better uh, outcomes than diclofenac. Diclofenac, right? Diclofenac, you're right. Yeah. I said that right <laughs> I'm tired anyways I'm 18 minutes talking about herbals I love herbals I think it's fun it's a great topic and I appreciate the comment but um, I don't freak out about it and, and I think that the biggest thing about it is don't ever tell a patient that you know that's dumb that's a bad idea because you're you're you know, part of your job is sales you want that patient to come back to you you want them to trust you you want them to tell you what's really wrong with them and if they don't if they don't like you they're not going to trust you they're not going to tell you anything it makes your job harder so don't come right out and say, oh, that's that's oh, that's oh, weird, or "Oh, don't do that, that's silly, or that doesn't work, or anything like that. I always say, if I don't know anything about it, I say, oh, that's interesting, huh, I'd like to know more about that. I'm going to do some research, I don't know anything about that one. I don't know if it's safe or not. So until I don't know if it's safe or not, I can't tell you that it is. So my recommendation would be don't do it until until we get more information on it. And that goes for vitamins and things like that. You know, if it's a reputable company and you're buying your vitamins from GNC, it's probably okay, you know? I mean, it's, it's probably safe. It may not be the greatest, but it's probably safe. But that's kind of the approach I, I would take is more political, just so that I, I don't, you know, discount what they're saying. Because maybe they maybe they do have an idea about something. Maybe it is helping them with something. I don't know. I had a, a patient that was doing herbals that... Um, or doing uh, different vitamins and things, and said it's helping her, you know, chronic Lyme disease. I don't care. Is it working? Yeah, fantastic. Keep doing it. Is it safe? Let me look at the label here. Let me see it. And it looks reputable. All right, I, I can't say that it is or not. You never know what you're really going to get. But if it seems to be working, let's stick with it. Don't take more than what you should daily re- allowance of vitamins. There you go. So it's not. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Anyways, st- second topic of the day. Healthcare law, right? And they got another name for the Senate one, and I chuckled at what it was, because it was like, oh, God, it was so lame. Um, I don't even remember what it was. I'm not even going to look it up. I don't even care that much. But I did see a side-by-side comparison. It was a PDF that was three pages. AANP put out a, um, a link to it, and I saw it. And I was like, oh, let me just see what the Senate versus the House bill for, quote-unquote, repeal and replace Obamacare... And it is absolutely, positively, neither of them are a real repeal and replace. And, and I don't even care what they say. Most of what they say, the, the short answer is they're almost identical. There's really not that much different. And the things that I think they're arguing about aren't really for the, the reasons that they're saying. They're, they're trying to say, oh, well, we need it for these reasons within this bill is important, and this is our hard and fast line. That's not at all what they're doing. They're both stalling until the next midterm election. That's all they're doing. Nobody wants to take a stand on health care while they're possibly going get, to get booted out of office. So you're not going to see, in my opinion, a true health care law that's going to do anything substantive in changing anything of Obamacare. Anything. Nothing's going to change functionally for at least another year and a half. And then even then, I'm not sure because as soon as they get done, guess what? We're looking at another another uh, uh, run at the presidency. So I, you know, I'm I'm convinced that there's not going to be anything major changed. They'll, they may tweak it just a tiny bit, but functionally, nothing's gonna. You're not going to see any difference. If anything, they're going to add money to it, which which is kind of contrary to the whole philosophy of the Republican Party in the first place. Is you know, we want fiscal responsibility, which is a joke. Republicans don't want that. They want to spend just as much money, if not more, than the Democrats. So, I... If you've been around and paying attention to politics for the last 20 to 25, maybe 30 years, the arguments are so stale on both sides. They've both been saying the same thing for so long and arguing the same thing for so long, and yet nobody ever does anything about it. So why do we even care? Why listen? Why give a crap? Why lobby to the federal government? They gonna do nothing. They're not gonna do anything different. They're gonna just continue to spend more money, they're gonna just continue to make people dependent, and they're gonna and that's what they want. All along, they're gonna just make their buddies rich and themselves richer. And that's it. All in the backs of us. So why why even pay attention? It's just ridiculous. I saw that I saw that article and I'm like, well I'm gonna read it because maybe there was some substantive fix, you know? Uh, maybe, just maybe. It was a complete waste of my time. I spent ten minutes looking through trying to compare to see what was really different. In the end, most of the things said same next to them. You know, the, propels, the proposed Senate versus House bill. Nothing, nothing big deal. And the things that were there, there was a the way they reallocated funding over the ten years. Yippy skippy. And that's the other thing too is that any of these funding cuts that they give the Democrats talking points for, which I don't, I'm, I hate them both. So don't don't take this as I'm siding with Republicans, because I'm not. Any any cuts to Medicaid that are in there are over such a long period of time, and the majority of those cuts don't happen in the first couple years, so that what happens in two years from now? They change the law. So it's never going to be realized anyways. It's just talking point to say, oh, well, we voted for cuts. It just gives the Republicans this, this fictitious way of saying that they're, they're voting for smaller government and their constituents are, are either too stupid or too blind or they just don't care, and they're voting the principle of, I want a smaller go- government, and that guy voted for a smaller government. And in reality, the guy didn't vote for a smaller government. He did it for you know a year or two, and then it got changed. And nothing ever happened. It didn't really change anything. But he can say that he did it. It's all trickery. So don't buy into the garbage. Don't buy into the garbage. Please, 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 please i just everybody gets fired up about oh the House bill and the Senate bill they're gonna starve the middle class is gonna die in the streets and grandma's going over the cliff in the wheelchair just like they did with Paul Ryan back when they did Obamacare the first time and in reality it's just it's gonna get bigger and bigger and bigger until it crashes and then we're all screwed nobody realizes that nobody realizes that proponents of of bigger spending right now. Saying, oh, we're just not doing enough. We could fix this if we just spend more money on it. It it never gets better. Look at public schools as an example. If you spend more money on a public school, look at Chicago. They spend crap tons of money on their schools. Huge amounts of money on teacher salaries. Huge amounts of money on buildings and equipment and stuff. And they have like a 50% dropout rate in high school. Is it a cultural thing? Whatever it is, the problem's there, but throwing more money at it doesn't fix the problem. Smart solutions fix the problem. Get out of the way let the people figure it out. That's the way to do it. We can't do that, Jeff. What about the roads? We need roads out there. We need roads. Oh, no. I think the the private industry could figure out a way to make anything that government does and can make it work better. I just do. Now, I'm not talking about GE and, and Microsoft and those private industry. Those those are quasi governmental at this point because they're so in twi- intertwined with government action that you can't even call them. They're, you know, they're the ones that are funding the, the elections. So you can't call them purely capitalistic. They're quasi governmental. Everybody points to them as the capitalist jerks. That's really not who capitalists are. Capitalists are the guy that works at the, 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 the local, you know. Um, Auto parts store that's the the privately owned small business. That guy's a capitalist. He's buying something, providing a service, and trying to to do good work to make people come back to him. Helping people, being a productive member of society. Those were capitalists. That's that's just my two cents. Anyways, I I just, I tried, I really tried to want to get behind and say maybe they're going to fix this thing, but it's just the same piece of crap. Same piece of crap. I want to hear your guys' opinions on uh, the new federal law proposed legislation. I want to hear your opinions on what's going to happen, what you think is going to happen, when we're going to go to single-payer, what the consequences of single-payer. I want to hear somebody say, I think single-payer is a great idea, and here's why. I want you to convince me that it's a good idea. Please, someone tell me why. And I've heard arguments before that were like, okay, I kind of could see that. Um, Dan Carlin, one of the the podcast guys that I listen to, did a good argument for single-payer in one of his podcasts and I listened to it and I thought well that sounds great but I, I just I, I don't know if I can buy the turd I don't know I don't know if it's going to work um, so statistics wise it's you know you can compare it to Europe and things like that but I, it's, sometimes it's difficult we, You can't we necessarily can't compare culture to culture with healthcare because a lot of our culture is not the same as the culture of you know Sweden <laughs> it's just a different a different animal right It's a different economy. It's a different everything. So, anyways, I'm not sure how to make it work, but I want somebody to convince me. Tell me why. Tell me why single-payer is going to be the the savior of what's going on in our society. Email me, Jeff at npdude.com. You can always catch me on Facebook and give me a PM there as well. You can PM me personally, Jeff Powers. That's fine. You can give me that way. It doesn't matter. There's no reason you guys can't get in touch with me. You can always catch me on Twitter. If you're a tweeter, get me there. Um, What else? iTunes. Don't forget, you can listen on iTunes, guys. If you're catching this show for the first time, go to your iTunes or your favorite podcast app and search for The NP Dude, and boom, I come right up. Okay? Don't forget to leave me a rating there if you are listening on iTunes. I really appreciate that. iTunes ratings are kind of stagnant at like 13, 14. I want 100 of them. I want the hundreds, hundreds of ratings. Whatever they are, I don't care. If it's a three, if you think I'm average and I'm just nothing better than a three, I'm good with it. So far, ratings have been good, but if you think I'm a a turd, I want to hear why. So don't forget to do that, too. I appreciate you guys supporting the show, and we'll talk soon.